Hello, and welcome to the 102nd episode of the Not Your Mama's Gamer podcast, a podcast where we talk about games and gaming from a feminist perspective. My name is Samantha Blackman, and I'm an associate professor here at Purdue University in wonderful West Lafayette, Indiana, where I talk about, read about, write about, think about, dream about, amongst other things, video games, video games, video games. And I am joined tonight by a bevy of brilliant women. Um, who are going to have some fun having some interesting discussions tonight. But in, tonight we are joined by a special Special guest. guest. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. Wow. Way to throw me off. <laughs> I'll try every episode to mess you up in the intro in some way. <laughs> are you going to accolade for that? No. <laughs> No, she's going to get cut for that is what's going to happen. <laughs> All right. Um, and so tonight we're joined um, by Tanya DePass, uh, who, it is DePass, right? Yes. Yay! All right. Who um, is probably well, well known for lots of things, but most well known for the I Need Diverse Games hashtag and movement. And damn, don't we. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us tonight, Tanya. How are you? I am good. I get to hang out with brilliant ladies and, and talk about gaming, so all will be well. And you drink. That's the most important Yes. Thing. Yes. I have my goblet at the ready. <laughs> One of us. Yay. Yep. Yay. In fact, let me, go, let me slide over here and get my bottle. So, Tanya, tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we'll run through and... Get um, well, I'm a native Chicagoan, and I actually work in higher ed as well. I don't teach, but I do advise students at a local um, private university in Chicago. And I am most likely known either for running my mouth about Dragon Age and Mass Effect, or for talking about I Need Diverse Games. So you can find me all over, mostly a cipher of tear. If you find some other person, it's likely not me. And they're 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 a faux cipher of tear. Does that make Jerks. any sense? Yeah, I don't think anyone would want to impersonate me. But if you find someone with that handle, it hopefully it's me. Um, you know, lifelong gamer. You know, from D and D first edition Redbox to my PS4 sitting out there in the living room right now. Cool. And you always have the best people in your chat when you stream. <laughs> Thank you. I need to stream. I've been slacking a little bit between work and um, doing a bunch of other stuff. It's hard to block out the time to stream. Especially know? if you're not a late night person because uh, like, I find myself streaming like like super late at night. But it's, it's weird because we seem to have blocks of people that show up at different times. Mm -hmm. Like like you always stream before I do, Alicia. So you get a certain block of people and then I stream like late at night. And then, but I get a different block of people, so it's pretty interesting. So you just have to stay up late at night. <laughs> <laughs> On Fridays and Saturdays, I can do that. Not so much during the week. Oh, we uh, just don't sleep. I was gonna say, yeah. <laughs> if there, usually, if there's a choice between like I could play for an hour, which really means three hours, or yes. I could go to bed, I'm gonna mm -hmm. choose play. Mm -hmm. I need to get over that probably. Mm -mm. <laughs> <laughs> nope. 
Yep. All right, so we'll jump forward and we'll go in the order that I see people on my screen, and that would mean that Alicia, you're next. Hey, I am Alicia Carabinas, and today's my anniversary, yeah. but I'm here podcasting. Because you love us better, I'm telling. Uh, no, no, because I had an obligation, so I'm here. Because um, I'm responsible. I am a once-in-the-future student at Purdue University. I have an MFA in creative writing from Purdue. I'm starting a PhD in rhetoric and composition in the fall. In the meantime, I work as many jobs as they will allow me to work doing lots and lots of things, teaching, support staff, everything that I can do for money because I need to play games, and that takes money. Yes, it does. All right, Ashley? Hello, I am Ashley Barry, and I am a contributing writer for Not Your Mama's Gamer. I also work at a publishing house in Boston, so my background is in the book business. Um, shit, yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Woo! Woo! And last but definitely not least, Charlotte. Charlotte. Hi, I'm Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a doctoral candidate at Purdue University and the resident Lego scholar. Yay, Lego! <laughs> yep. You should put on your business cards. What, Sam? I was wondering if we were going to get you to talk or if you were that far in the Steam World dig that you didn't hear. <laughs> <laughs> I put it down because I knew y'all were coming around. <laughs> so. So we'll start with our usual what you're playing, what you're reading, what you're drinking. Okay. With the first and the last probably being the, well, I won't say the most important, but the very important parts of that. <laughs> and because we try to at least show some basic manners while we're around. <laughs> um, it doesn't work very well often, trust me. Uh, but we're gonna start with we're gonna start with Tanya. Tanya, tell us what you've been playing. Me, um, I've been playing some Life is Strange. Um, yeah. I I just downloaded the the new Inquisition DLC, Jaws of Hakan, since it finally released for all other platforms. <laughs> but I haven't yet had a chance to actually play it, so I might go do that after we're done, because um, it finally came out Tuesday for all other platforms. And I actually, what was the other thing that I played that I totally um, am blanking on the name on? It was a fighting game, Tokuden. It was a demo that was available on PSN. Um, and then what I'm reading, <laughs> I, I am still getting through Adrian Shaw's um, Gaming at the Edge because I am the slowest reader with a short commute. But I'm thoroughly enjoying it, and I hope to finish it sometime this summer so I can actually write a review on it. Um, Alicia, what you playing, darling? Uh, I think everybody knows what I've been playing. Of course. Yeah. I had stopped. I had stopped a little bit playing State of Decay, and, uh, you know, just when you think you're out, it pulls you back in. Um, we restarted our breakdown game, and uh, and I say we, even though I think I've played like 90% of this one because I just will not give up the controller. Uh, and I played Lifeline. Ashley, thank you. I downloaded it during the last podcast. I played it. I loved it. I'm proud to say I never let Taylor die. <laughs> I went all the way to the end. I got the good ending, the best ending, no deaths. Um, I loved it so much that I made my husband download it. It was really good. And I was playing some Lifeless Planet. And I think that that's 
it. I'm. I feel like I probably played something else, but I don't remember, so it must not have been that exciting. Oh, that's not good. Well, I'll jump in and I'll tell you what I've been playing. Um, let's see. I gotta find my list. And as as other people <laughs> were talking, I remembered. I was like, I played other stuff too. Um, so I was like terribly behind in Telltale's Game of Thrones. Um, like I knew episode four was coming out soon, and I was, and I had only played episode one because I suck. So, and and and, but I think there's a reason. I I don't know if anybody is anybody else playing Game of Thrones except mm-hmm. me. I'm going to, so you can not spoil it. I won't spoil I'm, it. I may not now. I don't know how I feel yeah. about it. I'm going to because I have it. So. Yeah, I. But I think that it's been difficult for me to get as engaged with it because. Um, it's kind of glitchy. It's not. It doesn't play as smoothly as the other Telltale games, um, and so it drives me crazy. And I had forgotten that because I was like, "Why am I so far behind in this?" And then I started playing episode two, and I had some of the same issues where I would be, you know, it's all a series of quick time events, but hitting the buttons that it asked me to hit, and it wouldn't register. And I know it's not my controller because I use the same controller. I have multiple Xbox One controllers, but one of them is kind of mine because I get kind of weird with controllers like that. Plus, I don't want the you know the sticky kid controller. No doubt. Um. So, um, but so I know it's not my controller. I think it's just I think it's the game. Um. So I played episode two, and I didn't go on and play uh, episode three yet. But I need to play three and I downloaded four so at some point I guess I'll just freaking catch up because, you know, stuff. Um, <laughs> I downloaded Ingress, the um, location-based mobile game on my phone because somebody talked me into it in class. Actually, Jen Justice talked me into it. Um, and I played it for, I played it you know, just while Hi, I was... sorry about that. Hey. <laughs> we're glad to have you back. Yay. That's okay. We got you back. That's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah, so so it's me and my phone. <laughs> Hopefully if anyone's looking at me, they're just seeing my ceiling. Yeah, I think that's what you see. That's why I turned my video off on my phone. What were you saying, Samson, then oh, Jen had recommended? Yeah, Ingress. Um, and it's just been, eh. Worse than a mediocre experience. I played it once, um, and it's all like location-based, and it looks for kind of monuments. Um, but since I live way out in the sticks, I can't play at home because there's nothing around me. <laughs> um, so I can only play when I'm like actually out and about. Um, and so I'm not playing. Uh, let's see. Life is Strange, episode three. Um, I played. Oh, that's what I played. I played Life is Strange episode three. Yeah, I think we all did. <laughs> that's why I didn't even play it because we all played it. I'm sorry. Go ahead. But we, we, but we know that um, Tanya's not caught up, so we're not gonna spoil it. Um, but yeah, Life is Strange episode three. Tanya, you need to play that tonight. Um, so, okay. Um, we're gonna have to talk about that at some point in the future, like. In great detail, but we we'll probably probably wait at this point until the whole series is done, uh, because it's a good one. So, but I have to admit the, the the there's a twist at the end of every episode. Everybody knows that, so it's not really spoilery. But I was actually kind of expecting that. Yeah, I was too. Yeah, yeah I was too. Yeah, I guessed it right before I got to the end. I was like, oh, 
Yep, um, that's exactly what it was for me. Um, so that's that. Let's see. Oh, and uh, Torin on what the hell did I play that game on? <laughs> One of the new next gen consoles I bought Torin um, because it was uh, it's an interesting game, right? The concept was interesting. It was um, Brazilian made um, adventure game female protagonist um, supposed to be based on Brazilian mythology and it was it looked beautiful yeah uh, didn't someone do a, a review or power hour or something on it Sam did yeah that was me <laughs> yeah um, so I was like oh I'm gonna play this even though I had heard it was like super short and like only a couple of hours long um, and I played it and it is beautiful and the music is awesome I need to play it now. No, you don't. Well, <laughs> no. Why do you no. say no? Oh, it is mechanically so broken. Oh, that sucks. Oh. It feels unfinished. Um, you know, it's a small indie game, but it feels like, you know, they just ran out of time yeah. and put it out because they really had no choice or ran out of money is more like it and just put mm -hmm. it out. Um, but there is so much potential um, but it, it is really broken. I'm hoping what happens is that they're eventually able to update it, maybe after they sell some copies and then, you know, are more, more financially stable. And I'm hoping that so that people actually play it or get to play it, maybe it'll hit um, uh, plus games for free even. They still get paid off that, but you know, yeah. so that would be good for them. But I, I think other people should get a chance to to play it. But it, it's it's mechanically broken, and I really have kind of little patience for for mechanically bad games. Um, even though I did play it for total probably about two hours. Um, so I'm probably fairly close to finishing it, but I, I can't anymore. And at some point, it's just like, yeah. I, I can't. I mean, there's, I look at it this way. And this is the same way I feel about books that take you a while to get into them and shows yeah. that take you a while to get into them. There's so many other things that I could be spending my time on that mm -hmm. if your shit is broken or if it just takes me too much time to adjust to it because it's not intuitive, I'm going to go do something else. Yeah. It's, it's got to be really good for me to get past that. I wanted it to be re I wanted it to be really good. I yeah. did, um, but yeah, it just it it couldn't hold me. Even you know, with the beauty of the game and the awesomeness of the music, it couldn't hold me because the mechanics were just too bad. Um, so I'm I'm hoping that perhaps one day they'll be able to update it and I can finish it. Um, and I'm hoping you know, wishing the best for them. Because there's great potential in the game itself. It's just not there yet. Oh, wow. All right. Ashley, how about you? I know we didn't do you. No, we didn't. Um, I played episode three of Life is Strange. <laughs> <laughs> Don't Starve. Um, Lifeline. And I played that game called Sunset where you play the... Yeah, yeah. I think we kind of talked about it a little bit before. Where you play... Um, uh, she's a maid in the 70s, um, mm -hmm. and she goes and cleans an apartment or something like that. I started playing it. I haven't really done too much in there yet. I haven't really gotten into the story, but 
I can't figure out how to make things go or how to activate things yet. Like, I keep walking mm -hmm. around and clicking things and bumping into things, and um, I haven't quite figured it out yet, but it's a really beautiful-looking game. <laughs> and when I first uh, read about this game on Kotaku, um, I was kind of like, mm, I don't know about this game because, like, it's a black woman as, like, a maid in the 70s, and, like, I don't know. I just was like, um, I don't know. And, um, mm -hmm. but apparently she's supposed to be, um, it's a very narrative, heavy driven game, um, and apparently she's really like a, I don't know, um, working for some kind of rebellion or something. I, I don't mm -hmm. really know the story quite yet, but she is, uh, getting more and more involved, um, in different things. So, I don't know. I thought it was interesting. Um, I was thinking about maybe writing like a power hour or something about it, um, but it's a very beautiful looking game. I will say that. I've been I've been waiting for that game. They've been talking about it for a couple of years now because these are the same yeah. people that did like the path and the graveyard, like all of those. I mean, in the work that they've done before, um, especially with the path. Did anybody else play the path? Mm -mm. No. Right. Mm -hmm. Where you play the little girl. Their games. Oh, there's some of their games are awesome. So there's like. Little basically, the the path is like Little Red Riding Hood walking through the forest, oh. um, and she's going to grandmother's house. But there, um, and there's a there's a series of girls actually. So, but there are all these kind of there's a wolf for every girl. <clears throat> but it's it's interesting because it's kind of a a commentary on. Um, on rape. Oh. Um, yeah. Um, and it's so well done. Uh, it's a beautiful game, and it's just so kind of jarring. Um, so one, once I had played, like, The Graveyard, which was, you know, a black and white game, it was not as good to me as The Path was. But once yeah. I had played The Path... And I heard that I heard that they were working on Sunset after that, and I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I really want to play that. I want to see where that goes, right? Because there is all this kind of this kind of feel of espionage and other wonderful stuff. And I really hope, and I was really hoping that um, that the female character would turn out to be something definitely more in depth than just a maid who overhears something and makes a choice. Yeah, and has more has more agency from the beginning." Yeah, yeah, that's initially what I was I was worried about too at first, but I, I'm not I'm not far enough into the game to make a call on that. But um, what I really what I really liked at first about the game was um, the start menu begins in the elevator, mm. which is kind of cool. I like when games do that, so you have to hit the up button, and then that's when the story. I think the up button is actually the play button or something like I don't know. It's something like that, but um. I thought that was kind of cool. I, I like when they incorporate the game like into the main menus, and I don't know. I appreciate those little those little quirks. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yep. And Charlotte, what are you playing? Probably right this very second. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. So I, I played Life is Strange. I prepared to spoil it. So what happens is. <laughs> <laughs> Rocks fall. Everyone dies. <laughs> that's it's the other game. Rocks, that's it. <laughs> that will be better than episode one. Everything's oh, better than episode one. Yeah, it definitely um, is. It's 
I played Don't Starve. I, I'm kind of getting bored with that. I gotta admit, it's, it's uh, I'm losing it. I don't care anymore. Um, yeah, me too. Just, we'll talk about that. At some point, I'm like, I'm just ready to starve. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, like the wolves Stop can me. have me. <laughs> um, I'll forever treasure our time as little ghosts floating around. <laughs> I have a picture of that somewhere on Facebook. <laughs> I do. I do think it's more fun with people because it is I, more yeah, fun with people. Kind of like yeah. whatever. I don't care. This is boring. So currently, uh, not right this second, but <laughs> perhaps five seconds ago, I, I was playing. Um, Steam, Steam World Dig, which is my new thing. So, yeah, much fun. Cool. Except I don't know how to deal with the zombies, but we'll figure it out. I just learned about them a minute ago. <laughs> they popped up out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I played that. I played that on the on the Vita because um, yeah. I think I have it for the PS4 and the Vita, um, and I played it on the Vita, and. You know, I think I'll probably, because I, I'm stupid and I pick up games on, like, every fucking platform that they're out there on. Because, uh -huh. you know, just so that I can play no matter what I have in my pocket at that moment, I'll probably pick it up before all is said and done. Yeah, it's pretty fun. I didn't I didn't think I'd like it, but it's, apparently I do. So. Yeah. Because I keep playing it. So, um, Tanya's drinking rum. Mm-hmm. And mm -hmm. black which is yummy. I... Um, contrary to popular belief, <clears throat> like beer. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Liking one beer in a hundred does not make you, mean that you like I beer. I like multiple beers. I have three other beers in my fridge upstairs. That you guys, she has three beers that she likes. That what? are lined up. Uh, that are lined up. <laughs> in case, let me talk while I do that so you make sure you can see me. See, um, I am having a Boulevard Brewing Company 80-acre hoppy wheat beer. Um, it's a Kansas City beer. I think Kansas City, Missouri, not Kansas City, Kansas. Um, so, and I just noticed this. So, apparently, since I never got my 40 acres in a mule, I'm getting a full 80 acres tonight. Um, <laughs> Dang. She's got my four acres because I'm not there with her. <laughs> there you go. I'm taking everybody's acres tonight. Damn. Can't you, can't you leave me something? 20-something? <laughs> oh. Alicia, what you drinking, darling? I have been sitting on this bottle. I buy like four of these a year because it's my favorite. A Michigan wine. It's a super, it's like liquid candy, like some candy that got melted and poured in my glass, which, by the way, is a mason jar, Sam, of course you ask. Mm -hmm. um, but it's this Michigan winter white from a winery whose name I can't pronounce. I was going to ask what winery because you know I'm from it's, Michigan. It's Lilano. I don't know. It's complicated, and it's too hard for me. Uh, too many syllables, too many vowels. For that southern drawl to wrap around. <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't get around it. Um, all I know is it comes in a blue bottle, and it's delicious, but they only it's only available, at least that I've seen here, every now and then, and when I see it, I buy like two bottles, and then I hoard them, and I wait for the right day, mm -hmm. and this is the right day. Apparently, is it? So you said it's a, is is it a regular grape wine or is it a cherry wine? No, it's a grape wine. It's just it's it, it's it's 
cheap. It's like the premium, semi-sweet white table wine, you know, with like some random shit. Mm-hmm. But it's just really tasty. And it says semi-sweet, but it's, it's sweet as hell. Yeah, because we know you like Sprite wines. Yeah, I mean, I, I do. With the whites, absolutely. I'm not even going to lie. Super sweet and bubbly. And I didn't have any beer, so which is what I usually drink. So. Well, you got an apple ginger cider at my house. I know. <laughs> All right. Ashley, well, if she, if she you're not drink drinking it, water. Come. I'm not drinking water. I'm <laughs> drinking Jack. <laughs> She's going to fall out sleep in a minute is what's going to happen. <laughs> so if I call into work tomorrow, because of these friggin' ladies, um, <laughs> it's the honey kind. The honey flavored Jack. Oh, I love that oh, stuff. Yeah, it's just really smooth and yummy. Um, and all the all of good. the honey bourbons, PSA, all of the honey bourbons, honey whiskeys, whatever, work really well in flasks if you need to take your booze on the go. Oh, like a kid's field trip. Or a Gen Con. <laughs> or WizCon. Yeah, I mean, or at AWP where I drank a whole lot of. Cinnamon and honey bourbons, whiskeys, whatever the fuck they are, I don't know the difference. Um, I'm not that fancy. Mm. Uh, in my flask, every day. Mm. So, cool. I support that. When there's a lot of people around talking about stuff, sometimes you need a flask. Sometimes you do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sometimes you do. Charlotte? Um, on. Charlotte's drinking Steamworld oh. dig. <laughs> nope. I'm drinking Steamworld. I'm That's drinking real. wine and sparkling water, as usual. Ugh. It's not ugh. <laughs> it's good. Mm-hmm. What kind of wine? Well, I got uh, Sauvignon Blanc tonight, or however you say that. I'm from Texas, so I don't know. Once See, we as Southern girls, we're like Southern words. Southern wrapping around. Well, I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> those four, those foreign words. Wait, but yeah. but have you mi- mixed it with some kind of fizzy water? Yes, yes of course. Damn it, Charlotte. Even I don't go that far. Yeah, but you should because it's really super good. Is it a flavored fizzy water or plain fizzy water? Is a big question. It's a flavored one. I don't love the flavor though, but I, I tried it. It's great. It's way too sweet. Yeah, so. you're right. I do. They were they were out of the plain. Whatever. So it's sweet flavored water that you mixed with your wine? Yeah, on accident. Oh, there's two different kinds of flavored water. There's the non-sweet flavored water, and then there's the idiots who add fake sweetener to it. Oh, I hate the fake sweetener. And we're never going to get to any sort of real discussion because we're going to talk about booze all night. Well, I'm not talking about booze. I'm talking about water. It's very important. And water. <laughs> it is. Water. You know, we need it to live. Right. Booze, too? All right. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay, so let's jump again and do a fun what you're reading. I'll be quick, and then we can run through other folks, too. I'll be quicker. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. I actually got pulled into the YA novel Cinder, which is kind of um, Cinderella... Steampunk almost because it's Cinderella as a cyborg. Oh, it's a yeah, it's pretty cool. I've heard of it it and I'd seen it and and I had never read it and then I went to pick P up from school and they were in the library doing an after school program and I was early and I didn't want her to stop because she was having too much fun 
So there was a copy on the shelf right there, so I picked it up and read like five chapters while I was waiting on her. Um, so I bought it when I got home. So <laughs> I might check it out. It's pretty good. So yeah, Cinder. Um, and then uh, Miguel Sickart's Beyond Choices, So because I'm teaching an ethics and games class. So I've read Beyond Choices before. That was his 2014 second book that was supposed to be more user-friendly on uh, ethics and games. Um, so I'm rereading that along with my the undergraduate portion of my class. The graduate portion of my class is, is they're really screwed because they have to read the... 2014 version and the 2009 philosophy heavy version. <laughs> so they're like, oh, we hate you. And, uh, and it's they, a, must, they must be really tired. I can't. This is crazy. Yeah, because it's a, it's a, it's like two and a half hours a day, five days a week. Yeah. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's wonderful. It's the best thing I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> and then they got me as a crazy woman going, yes, yeah, we're gonna read all this shit. We're gonna read all this theory, and we're gonna double you up because you're grad students. Deal with it. Um, so that, yeah. yeah. That's all I'm reading. That was not quick. Nope. I'm just reading some textbooks. <laughs> I got to plan a five week STEM boot camp class, and I got to read some stuff outside of what I normally do. So awesome. that's what I'm doing. Next. I am reading two books that I promised myself I would finish, and we're going to fucking finish. Yeah. <laughs> I'm reading It by Stephen King for yes. my fifth try. Oh. <laughs> Although this one's going to stick because finally I'm interested in it. Okay, good. And I'm going to finish House of Leaves if it's the last thing I do. Good fucking <laughs> luck with that. Summer. No, I'm reading it. It's like, it's like homework, man. 25 pages a day. <laughs> oh, why? Don't do that to yourself. Because I think it's really fascinating. And then I get bored. And then I just, I just want to, I just want to finish it. It is weird, though. I mean, how can a book be so fascinating and also not? I don't know. It's a conundrum. It means there's probably something better out there to be reading. I'm gonna finish it. That's all I'm saying. Yep. And then I'm gonna read Cinder or something. But yeah, read Cinder. Yeah. Yeah, I want to read Cinder now. It's good. And the, the, the school librarian is here's the terrible part. The school librarian then gave me a list of all of these other really good YA kind of steampunky books to read. So yeah. I'll share those with you two guys. All right, Ashley, what's reading? I'm reading The Martian, and I'm actually reading one of my friend's books. Uh, she wrote a book called Valor, but it is not published yet. I'm just reading it. I put it on my Kindle, which is cool. So I take it around with me. Um, and I think that's it. I gave up on Game of Thrones. I tried mm. really hard. I, I just mm. I yeah. See, I'm I'm glad somebody else did that because I tried to read Game of Thrones. I really did, and I could read most anything because I have read those big, you know, three thousand page fucking Stephen King books. Because I used to do that shit for fun, just for shiggles. Um, so I was pretty sure that I could go through Game of Thrones, but I'm sorry. I can get hate mail later. Those books are so poorly fucking written that they make me want to hurt somebody. <laughs> I can't read them. I cannot read them. But Ma The Martian, how are you liking it? I love it. I think it's awesome. Um, I told you. Yeah, and I see a lot of parallels with this in uh, Lifeline, the game. So mm -hmm. 
very cool. I don't really want to say too much because I do want to write about it at some point. So we should let's talk after the podcast. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> Alicia has some some shit up her sleeve too. I always have some shit up my sleeve. Say, my not? sleeves are voluminous. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. All right. <laughs> so let's go ahead and jump forward. See, it didn't take that long to make it through that. Yeah, yeah, it did. Okay. You forgot um, me. No. Oh, did I? I'm sorry. What you reading, honey? <laughs> it's okay. Um, I'm actually still reading Adrian Shaw's Gaming on the Edge, and I just picked up Aliyah Don Johnson's Love is the Drug at WizCon. She was one of the guests of honor. And I also picked up um, Jen Brissett's Elysium. Hmm. So that is my rotation of books for the rest of the summer. Ooh. So, um, Elysium, why does that sound familiar? Yeah, that sounds familiar. Um, there was a movie called Elysium. Gotcha. There was also a film called that, but Jen Brissett's book um, is brand new. It's just been out for like a couple months. Ah. I will give you all the link for show notes later. Please do. We read a lot. We always looking for stuff to read. And then we can blame so each other when we hate them. So y'all got to all come to WizCon next year because you want stuff to read and meet authors. I want to go. That's where you should it's be. Just in St. Louis. We can drive it. Is, is in, I thought it was in Wisconsin. Is it in Wisconsin or St. Louis? Yeah, it's, it's in Madison. It's, oh, Wiz, it's WizCon. I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can drive it's in Wisconsin Texas. Too. <laughs> what the fuck? Fuck you. <laughs> Such love. Uh, <laughs> That's how we roll around here. I love Wis- I love Madison. I'm, I'm going to I've Madison never been to Wisconsin, Wisconsin, so let's do that. Let's do that next year. Well, game planning is a So you can book a room now. Yeah, let's do a thing. We'll talk about it after. More plans. More plans. We added a gaming track, so you all should go. Yay! Everybody go to WizCon next year. And drink. The Midwest scares me. There's good beer, man. The Midwest scares you. This is the most vanilla, harmless fucking place in the universe. Well... Depending on what you look like. Yep. True. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that that it is not without harm, but... Also where you live, because my neighborhood is not the best right now. But it's, it's still very uh, vanilla around these parts. Not as bad that. as it was 15 years ago, but... And this, is, this, this place is so bland... I got, I got drive-by shootings on my street, so I, I'm not with yes, you on Yes, yes, you do. That's where I lived in Arkansas. You know, you just kind of get used to it. You listen. You do. I was telling my mom last night, I was like, well, it's drug dealers, so they don't really care about me. And yeah, like, they don't care. Sounds, but it sounds crazy to say, like, they don't care. But, you know, when, 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 they're, on, when they're on the meth, <laughs> the meth, sometimes the meth. you got to be a little concerned because, you know... Well, it's, it's concerning. To, it is concerning to open the newspaper and see your address in there because there was a drive-by shooting on your street. You know, that's what I'm saying. You just—it's—it's it's excitement. You learn to like just slide down the couch at the right time. It's fine. Jeez. <laughs> I, I find Elise in West Lafayette. That's my reaction. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm unconcerned. You'll be fine. I—I—I I, I, I have faith. I have faith too. It's fine. Everything's fine. 
Let's talk about the news. Let's talk about the news. The news, the news, the news, the news. Uh, we're going to have some news on the website later, two news items on the website later. We're going to talk about the inclusion of women in FIFA, which is apparently destroying the universe. Do you guys know that? <laughs> of course. Yeah. Some women in a soccer game, the motherfuckers melt down in epic fashion, <laughs> like everything is death. <laughs> I'm going to have lots of tweets for you about the universe ending. Um, you should put on a helmet or something. I don't know, because apparently uh, it's the fucking end times. Mm-hmm. Anybody want to add anything to that before we move on? End well, times, you know, first, it was bad soccer. enough that they had so many black people playing soccer. Um, oh, I'm sorry, football. Now, to put in there, that's even worse. How up. fucking dare you, really? You got, you got black, black people of the world, women of the world. Yeah, I know, you... you how Soccer is over. It's just going to become basketball now, right? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, we went there. <laughs> the line has been crossed. That's just where we are. We stay in that place. Because, you know, every for, for people who talk about us, quote-unquote, big air quotes, us, women, quote-unquote, social justice warriors... The perpetually offended, per the conventional wisdom. These motherfuckers over there are always mad about something. Something has caused some ruckus. Something is upsetting the natural order. And I'm just like, perhaps y'all should take a moment to peek into thine mirrors. I don't know. I'm sorry. I've been drinking a lot of wine. It's okay, in vino veritas. <laughs> it just, it, it mm-hmm. makes me really mad that they don't even see the hypocrisy when they're all like, oh my god, how dare they put women in the soccer game? Because like, women don't play soccer ever? No, they don't. <laughs> you and isn't it, like, isn't it some optional shit? Like, you don't have to select it. No one is forcing you, like, okay. holding your face down on the sofa and saying, you have to play a women's team. But wait, 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 wait. Here's a question. When has that ever stopped a motherfucker? Because, I mean, don't you remember? Let me just say Mass Effect, Dragon oh Age. I know. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, you know, don't start me because you'll have to kick me off the podcast. Mm-mm. No, that's where we are. Start. Go. Please. Well, it's just like how people acted like, oh my god, Femship and the world's going to end and there's no way that a woman could do all this shit. And I'm like, right. women are in the army in real life. Where the fuck have you been? Exactly. And once they put the army in space, guess what? Women going to be there too. <laughs> right, we're when we start like, sending dude. the army off on some Star Trek shit, women going to be there too. <laughs> Look, we're going to be running shit. Well. We won't get lost. <laughs> <laughs> we will stop and, and ask, ask directions. Fucking directions. Any like at the, at the the Hey guys. Um, I'm wait. I'm waiting for somebody to send me a tweet now that I've said that shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's how sexist. you gonna make that joke? You know what? It's oh. so sexist. How dare you? What about the men? Well, I'm wa- well. I was on a panel called Misandry, Reverse Racism, and Other Imaginary Creatures. So, <laughs> yes. Why wasn't I there? So what am I doing with my life? I don't know. You started on some good shit. I need to think about my life and think about my choices. You do. They're all wrong. <laughs> okay. So, anything else? FIFA World Ending. 
nightmares, apocalypse. Cats and dogs sleeping Cats together. Cats and dogs sleeping together. <laughs> frog rain, rain of frogs. All right, next. Very briefly, lest we talk about it all night. So, apparently, the showrunners of Game of Thrones, Yonder, oh. HBO, have decided that the best way every week to increase the drama is to just rape every fucking woman they can get their hands on. Just rape them all. Rape all the women. And I wanted to bring this up as a news item because I was re-watching some episodes from the first season to kind of gauge, like, how do I still feel about this show? Because I wrote about the bastardization of the Winterfell plot that's happening right now. And there's a quote in a season one episode about a situation in which a woman was saved from rape. <laughs> and then had sex with her savior. Because, you know, what? that's how we roll. Right, yeah, we yeah. do that. But then the woman who was be- who was being told the story was like, well, that's how you should have known she's a whore, because women don't do that. We don't have sex two hours after we're, stopped, we're saved from a rape. In this week's episode, guess what happened? <laughs> a oh young woman was saved from a sexual assault. Gilly. A brutal sexual assault, and then had sex with her savior. Yeah. Yeah. They can't even be uh, consistent in the world they fucking create. Nope. I'm with you on that's that. That's really fucked up. Yes. Just, it made me really angry. I paused and I just sat there for a while. I was watching on my phone. I was laying in bed. And I just sat there for a while and I was like, I think I'm done. I think I might be done with this show. Yeah. And I have HBO just for that. I mean, there's some other HBO shows I watch, but primarily I got it for this show. Even though, thinking about it, even though I have hate watched this motherfucker <laughs> since season one, because it's not. It, I mean, if you look at it objectively, it's not a very good show. It's very uneven. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the acting is great. Sometimes it's garbage. It's very dependent on the, the director. Some a whole episode will be really good, and then the next one will be really shitty, and they'll spend like too much time with like Littlefinger. Tell, telling his entire plans to like some bitches in his brothel, it just shit doesn't make any sense. I'm like, why? Why am I paying a hundred and twenty dollars a year for this shit right here? Why? I think so, I'm done. I have to say two things. Go ahead. Yeah. So the first thing I have nicknames for Sansa and ba- and Baelish. Baelish oh. is Danish, and <laughs> Sansa is Zanzibar. Um, what? Why? <laughs> I don't know because I couldn't get their names freaking straight at first. So that, that I just made up names. Um, anyway, second of all, uh, with Sansa, the the episode before this one, um, the one where you wrote that fantastic post. Thank you. Um, I feel I, I talked to Alicia and Sam the other day about. Char- female characters that get to the point where they almost reach their potential and their strength, and then they just stop, or they regress, or they go, I don't know, they go backwards. And I felt like that was kind of the case with Sansa, where she had really empowering moments in the episode, and then I just feel like it was all just like, it just all Oh, but this week we're supposed to believe that all is saved because she picked up a weapon and hid it somewhere in her dress. Yes. Yeah. And that makes it okay, guys. That makes yeah. it okay that she's being brutalized nightly. Right. Fuck that. Yeah. It's not okay. Yep. Yeah. It, that, that's some difficult shit to watch on a weekly basis. It is. 
And did anybody notice, who anybody who watched it this week, that they had sexualized her far more than they ever had in any yes. episode previous? With mm -hmm. the low-cut dress and her hair down. Yes. Looking like she got, like, some just been fucked hair. Yep. Mm -hmm. But she's also covered with bruises. Yeah. It's really disturbing. It really it was. Really disturbing. Yeah. She is. She has got to be about 17 in show years, and the actress is only 19. Yeah, she's young. And they have her Ew. looking much older. It's tough. It's tough. And yes, they had that thing on io9 where somebody had, they linked it, somebody had done it on Tumblr, I believe. I don't know who, I'm sorry, I should give credit, but I don't have it. Where somebody had calculated all of the sexual assaults in the book and all of the ones in the show, and in like 50 hours of show, it was like 47. And in all of the books, thousands and thousands of pages, it was like 300. It's a lot. I mean, it's like fucking set dressing everywhere. Mm -hmm. But... I still think that in his use of it, as gross as it is at times, George Martin is more consistent with saying this is a world in which everything fucking sucks for women. Whereas the show is like, sometimes women can be powerful, and then we're going to rape the fuck out of them. <laughs> yeah. Or we're going to rape the fuck out of them so that they can become powerful. But either way, all the women going to get raped. Yeah. And I'm, 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 I'm tired of it. It's difficult. It's difficult, and and yeah, I, I wasn't even sure. Like this week, I was like, really, am I gonna, am I really gonna watch this shit again? Am I really gonna watch it again? Um, and I ended up watching it again, and then I was just pissed off that I had mm -hmm. made that stupid ass decision to watch it again. Me too. So, and that's all I have to say about that. This makes me so glad I've never read the books, and I don't have HBO anymore. <laughs> Pat yourself on the back, give yourself a hug, high-five yourself for me. I shall, because the more I hear about how much rape and more rape and yet more rape is in this series, I feel like I, I would and have torture. a hole in the wall. And torture. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. Ugh. No, thank you. Yeah, because Ramsey likes to skin people alive. Ugh. Ew. And then they show okay, it. Okay, mm, No, 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 no. We, we can stop right there. There's a reason <laughs> I don't watch Hannibal. Mm. Yeah, I don't like that show. Yeah. Most stuff doesn't bother me, but yeah, I don't want to see. I don't want to see gratuitous, gratuitous sexualized violence. So. Yeah, no, but that's a whole other issue, and if we talk about that, we're gonna be here all episode. So yeah. let's just say, fucking Game of Thrones as the show sucks. <laughs> let's move on. We can do that. All right. Issue of the week. Alicia, you're going to introduce the issue of the week. I will introduce the issue of the week before I get any tips here. Yes, please. Uh, <laughs> tonight, on the 102nd episode of the Not Your Mama's Gamer podcast, we are discussing tedium in games. It's a very complicated issue. Sound symbols is very complicated because how do you define tedium? Because if you really think about it, almost every game has some level of tedium. You're, if you're playing a fighting game, you're pressing certain combos over and over. Uh, you're moving the controller, you're using the controller in the same way over and over. Uh, but then some games are built on tedium. Minecraft, I will build this thing by placing block after block after block after block after block. Um, or a game like a, like a Dragon Age or a Skyrim or you know, some kind of large RPG. Generally, you're going to be performing quests that tend to have the same kind of, uh, of thrust over and over and over. Or you're going to be running around gathering stuff. Um, but So the question becomes, 
is tedium always a bad thing? Because the word outside of gaming has pretty negative connotation. Is there a comfort we find sometimes in tedium? Mm -hmm. If so, why? What do we gain from it? And do we have a threshold at which a game's tedium becomes too much and we leave it behind? Oh, yes, there is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How do we find it? Is it the same across games, or sometimes does it just come out of nowhere? So, uh, you know, Charlotte, why don't, you, why don't you start us off? Because I think you're the most interesting person to talk about this, and then we'll probably move to our guests. <laughs> why is that? Because I think all games are tedious? No, <laughs> but because you're our resident Lego scholar as well. Well, there's nothing tedious about Legos. So <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's that's the definition, there is. So no, why no. is that different for you, is what I want to know. Well, that's like zen, though. I mean, right? You don't... The thing, the difference between Legos, though, is even though it's re repetitive, you're not going to... Uh, I don't know. I guess for me, it's like you can't screw it up. So you're always making progress. Okay. Whereas sometimes with games, you know, like recently I got bored with Don't Starve because it's just the same thing over and over, and I, I sort of have lost the point of what I'm trying to do here, other than just... Don't starve. <laughs> you know, I mean, it seems like the point of don't starve is just to stay alive as long as possible, and at some point, I don't care anymore. Yeah. But when I when I put the bricks together, I always build a beautiful building. So, I don't know. I never made I never played Minecraft, but when you just explained it that way, it made me think maybe I should. I don't know. No, I should. I shouldn't. <laughs> no, don't I liked Minecraft pretty well for a while, and because he, here's here's what I like about gaming. When I when I really analyze myself as a gamer, I like to hoard. I want to get stuff, and then I want all the stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I'm the person who will find the limits of inventory, <laughs> and I will I will collect everything. So for Minecraft, and I was like, oh, I can mine and I can find shit. Oh, dang. I hollowed out like the entire center of my world that I started on. And then I had all this stuff, and then I had to build stuff to hold the stuff. And then I had to go out and get more stuff so I could build more stuff to hold my stuff. And then I had to build stuff with my stuff. And I did it obsessively for weeks. And then I was like, shit, this is really boring because it's the same fucking thing every time I turn the Come on. And so it was a very sudden crash of like, and this is tedious. But before then, even though I'd been doing the exact same things, it wasn't tedious. And I don't know what happened to flip my switch. Mm -hmm. Well, I feel like that's very similar to what I'm saying with Don't Starve, because I was pretty obsessed with it yeah. for at least the last couple of weeks, and then suddenly I was Same like, here. I'm just fetching I all were. Yeah, I'm fetching shit, and I'm putting it here, and why? Why? Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. And Tanya, what, oh, go ahead, Tim. Oh, I'm sorry. Nope. I'm Because I, I already skipped Tanya once. Tanya? <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, the tedium comes with things where it's like you have to do tasks and there doesn't seem to be a reason for it. Yeah. Or, mm -hmm. you know, like I love the Elder Scrolls games, you know, with the exception of ESO Online. I tried. I tried so hard. So did I. I do it. I was in the beta. I just I couldn't. Um, but things like um, Elder Scrolls and Morrowind where... You go do your thing, and you're trying to have the main plot, but then you, it feels like every person you talk to has some kind of crisis, and you just wonder, <laughs> have you really sat in this house along the side of this road and waited until somebody came on to get this one fucking plant <laughs> across the mountain, over the river, and through the woods, really, and through the dale? Um, you know, did you really just sit here and wait for this, and, and you couldn't 
You didn't know I was going to come along and go, hey, friendly stranger, what can I do for you? Now, what if somebody would have died in the meantime? It just seems, <laughs> like, when it seems ridiculous. Yeah. You know, yeah. And I, and I, and I, and I expect some tweets, either some good tweets or some angry tweets from my fellow Dragon Age folks. But especially, <laughs> but especially like, you know, picking elf fruit and all sorts of stuff where later on you can just go buy it. Why the yeah. fuck am I out here picking herbs when I'm supposed to be in charge of saving the world? Why? Right. Because, uh -huh. you know, um, the world needs herbs, man. Look, those poultices can... Look, that's why we hired folks to make poultices. I'm in charge of shit. Well, you know, it's funny. <laughs> the angle, that, the spin that you put on it raised for me an issue that I hadn't even thought about today. And I've been planning this, you know, kind of where we were going to go. Um, but when you talked about it as a game design issue, I thought, oh, shit. You know what I thought of immediately, you guys? What? Walking Dead games. Telltale's Walking Dead games. Where you would be really immersed in the story and something would be happening and suddenly they'd be like, wait, 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 we got to shoot some guys. And the mechanics would just fall apart, and suddenly it would be like you're playing a totally different game, and you would have to like tediously play and replay until you know people stop dying, and that's a whole different kind of tedium. Again, based on mechanics, where like suddenly game design maybe fails a little bit, like what you just described. This person has been sitting in the house, nail biting, <laughs> waiting for somebody to come along, and like or like suddenly you have to they they want to remind you that you're actually playing a game and not a visual novel. So quick, you got to push some buttons. Yep, I was gonna say that's exactly what it is with with uh, the Walking Dead is that they got to remind you that it's still a zombie game, but you got to shoot some fucking zombies. <laughs> Well, well the other thing that just popped in my head was Mass Effect 2 with uh, mining all the planets. Yeah. I loved that. Oh, I hated that. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, you know, the first time I played the game, I knew it had a purpose. I had to upgrade my ship and all this other stuff. But by the third, fourth, and fifth playthrough, I'm just like, shit, I have to go to that planet again and do all this other stuff. So after a while, and that was more a replay value issue for me than a mechanic because... I learned the hard way. If I don't upgrade the ship, people are going to die. Mm -hmm. So it had a reason, but it's just kind of like with, with Inquisition where I'm on my seventh playthrough now. <laughs> and oh I took a week off to play this game. I'm hardcore, y'all. Um, <laughs> I want to do that so badly. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's like I know I have to do these things. I know I need to do X to upgrade the keep, etc., etc., but I'm just like, can't I just send somebody out? Like, I got a whole fortress. Right? I'm tired can't of this delegate shit. this shit? Like, you, <laughs> random person number seven, go do the thing. Go fix some elf root. <laughs> <laughs> go get some Vandal Aria and some Silverite, because I never find enough of that shit to make good armor. <laughs> and, and, you know, that's the question, like, again, is that is that a design issue? And I didn't think we were really going to be talking about game design, and yet here we are. Um, I guess I didn't think it through. <laughs> um, is that like a a ludology question where the narrative feels like you're not really in charge if you can't send motherfuckers to do your tedious tasks for you? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know either. I mean, it's, it, well, it's interesting because on the one hand, you know, something I guess for you to do as a player because, you know, it's also a way to have to explore the map. Mm -hmm. So, from a design point of view, that's fine okay. because you have to get familiar right. with the terrain. Yeah. And if you never, and if you have the option to delegate, or maybe you get that option after one complete playthrough of, um, mm. 
I've done this once. This is a new character, but a bonus for you having already played this 100 hours or plus is now mm-hmm. you get an Inquisition perk where you can send people out to gather shit. That's a great idea. Somebody send that to them. Yeah. So some <laughs> of the Fireware devs follow me. <laughs> so um, Epler, Alan, if you're listening. It's kind of like um, like New Game Plus, right? So you get once you hit that New Game Plus stage, then, yeah, you can send people out to... Well, you know, it was like... Um, see, now totally escaped me. Um... Blah. Okay, it'll come to me. Um, but there, uh, the game with the dog that you could—it was a dungeon crawler. You could send the dog out to get shit and fetch it and bring it back. Oh, Valiant Hearts. No, no, no. Valiant Hearts did it too, but no, there was another one that was—it's older. It was actually a, an actual dungeon crawler where you were like in Ooh. the dungeons and you could like send your dog out to go out back to the city. And like sell shit that you had, had, so you never had to. You didn't have to leave to sell when you became over encumbered, and you could send him to buy stuff and bring it back too. Because this was apparently a smart ass dog. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, driving me crazy now that I can't remember. Oh, I don't know. It sounds familiar. Um, it doesn't sound that familiar to me, but it it also occurred to me that I think with Mass Effect Two, once you did a playthrough, when you started a new game, you did start with an ore bonus. So in theory, depending on what you needed, you didn't have to harvest as much. And, if you had and there are the a DLC, lot of games that, yeah, that will put that into into a replay. But I think maybe not enough. Um, mm-hmm. You know, okay. If I may, there's been some, there have been some really good comments on Twitter, and I'd like to bring those into yeah, I was going to say that too. Okay. A conversation. Um, what the first issue that got raised was the idea of backtracking, which sometimes can be awesome, and sometimes I don't know about y'all, sometimes makes me want to bash my face in. On the controller, and it's like, oh, you got to go back through this place where you went. And, like, give me a passage or something. Give me a reward for getting through the giant dungeon, and let me like exit. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Here's my thing about about tedium in games, and and um, somebody else on Twitter, Galpal, said that you know sometimes uh, sometimes I find it relaxing, especially in games like Harvest Moon. See, and and. I think that tedious acts in games are sometimes meditative for me. Yes. Um, yeah. And not always. And I've got to be in the right mood for it. And it's only certain things. Like, I will play Farmville 2 until I, like, pass out at night. Uh, because it's relaxing to have to harvest and make things and but then at the same time it's, I've got to be very careful because if there's like an event on and I'm like close to running out of time it makes me anxious and then it, and then it does the exact opposite yeah for me it's very situational like mm-hmm. um, you know we were talking about Minecraft and I said you know at first I was really excited when I played a lot and then I stopped occasionally I'll go back to it and I'll mm-hmm. pick it up and I'll do one thing and I will spend days and that's how I'll relax I will sit and I will stare, and I will build, and that's it. I have one plan, one one thing that I'm going to do, and the placement of every piece is very comforting. And usually, it's when there's something else going on in my life that I need to shut off my brain for a little while. Like, okay, shit is getting real. I'm gonna go build a train around the world. I'll be back in a day or two. Mm-hmm. Peace, bye. Um, but if I don't ever have that connection with a game, I think if I never manage to forge it, 
then it just feels like work. Like, I never played an Animal Crossing for more than, like, a couple of days oh because God. it felt to me like work. Like, I, why am I fixing all y'all shit? I don't want to. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I never had an emotional connection, though. Whereas, like, in, a, in, a, in an Elder Scrolls game... For a while, at least, I'll have that connection. I'll be like, yeah, okay, I'm doing I'm doing the Lord's work, if you will. And I'm going to fix all this shit. I'm going to save everybody, and I'm going to fix your armor, and I'm going to get your thing, and I'm going to go here for you since apparently your legs are broken. Um, and for a while, it's cool until I reach my threshold when I'm like, no, nah, y'all need to do that shit yourself. So, yeah, I have a question. I haven't really played the Elder Scrolls, but it sort of reminds me a little bit of some stuff that happens in Dead Rising. Yeah, man. I'm wondering, like, if there's elements of the game that you find tedious and not that rewarding that you just ignore. Because um, one time I was playing Dead Rising. What happens in Dead Rising, if you're not familiar, is you're running around with the zombies, and all these people want you to save them. And I learned a long time ago that I don't give a fuck about these people. Nope. Because they slow me down. But I'm going to take a big your ass killed. Yep. Right. So... <laughs> But one day I was playing this in my living room, and all the people I were having a gathering, and people were watching me play, and they were all like, gosh, you're really heartless. And I'm like, no, they're going to slow me down, and they don't do anything for me. So I, mean, I always try to save as many people as possible in Dead Rising, even no, though it is a total pain in the ass. That is the tedious part to me, because they slow you down, they don't come along fast enough, they just sort of wander around. No, and, and it, Dead Rising, as good a game as it is, the first one at least, I ain't going to vouch for that. I'm talking about the first one. Right, the first one. The first one is glorious. Um, mm. The AI is terrible. It is terrible. It's so absolutely like, terrible. And sometimes you got to carry these motherfuckers. <laughs> I, yeah, that's why I... Like, look... <laughs> I became like, fuck y'all, good luck, I'm going. See, here I'm the only, oh my God. Even though I hate those segments with a passion, I this is my dark secret. I'm no. such a white hat in games. I'm such. No. It's so hard for me to be a bad guy that I'm like, motherfucker, now i got to save your mm -hmm. ass. And I go no. trundling over there even though I'm mad about it. I'll do it. And that's a TDM that I'm totally fine with. I might no. swear the whole time I'm doing it. I might throw my controller down in disgust, but I will do it because I have such an adoration for that game. I fucking well, love I that too. game. It's so I good. love that game, and I've, I've gone through and tried to do playthroughs where I'm like, okay, I'm going to save everybody, and then like by the first or second one, I'm like, screw this. I, no, no more. Yeah, I just can't. I, I feel bad when people die. I feel... I feel, I feel bad. Whatever, they, that's what they're they here for. They can't keep up with me. <laughs> I feel bad that they can't keep up with me, and I'm like, oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's zombies or me, so... <laughs> Peace, don't don't let me play that game because everybody would die. That's what I'm like. Fuck everybody. Let's go. Oh, Charlotte, um, Beck sorry. Liz on Twitter just brought up Broken Age Act uh -oh. Two. Mm. I defer to you, you on know that what, one. I don't. What you is, know what's kind of funny? That's my oh. friend who's in the living room while I'm talking to y'all. <laughs> hey, like hi, literally hi. <laughs> what did she say? I'm not that good at Twitter. She just wants to know about Broken Age Act 2 and how you felt about that. Because I, I know you played it. I haven't finished it. Was it because it was tedious? Well, perhaps, because I actually forgot all about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I remember liking it, but yeah, Broken Age in general is a little tedious. Yeah. There is a lot of walking around and trying to figure out what you're doing and going back and forth. Most point-and-click adventure games are. Yeah. And I I used to love point and click adventure games. I mean that's I mean that was I mean that was my shit. Like back in you know back in the early two thousand back in the day back in the day that was my shit right. 
it was point and click adventure games. It, and I play some of them now, but I cannot. But they have to be really good, right, for me to continue to play them. Because otherwise, it's just like, really, no, I'm not gonna keep clicking around to find. I mean, because I played enough adventure games that I know point and click adventure games. I know that there's gonna be some sometimes some kind of some kind of weird shit that you have to put together to make something that really shouldn't be made from putting those two or three things together, and then it'll solve the puzzle. But I do, I do you, think Broken Age is that, that good, though. If you do that and then make the shit hard to find, then I got a problem. I mean, I think, so, I, go ahead. I think the story, the narrative of Broken Age is worth it. I think I just, um, I got busy. I, I need to go back to it. Yeah, I'm gonna. I, I I got it. I gotta go back and finish it. Um, but go back to go back to what Alicia said about uh, Animal Crossing. That's because none of your kids have started to play Animal Crossing yet. Um, because if you want to talk about tedium, so you can compound it by having a kid that's playing the same game at the same time. Um, that is that is that can be too young to um have mm-hmm. the time or the allotted screen time to gather their own resources and still make the game fun, so you have to stockpile resources for them, too. Because uh, I had to do that in Animal Crossing. I yes, and by the way, we gave your daughter a bunch of stuff in Terraria. You're welcome. <laughs> yes. Yes, thank you. Speaking uh, of. But um, in, in Animal Crossing, I had to, the thing was is I had to pay off all of her house expansions because in the allotted screen time that she has, that she'd never get that fucking house paid off. So I would have to go and like make extra money and take it to her town and drop it off so that she could pay off her, so that she could pay off her uh, her expansions at the same time. And now we're playing Terraria together, and it's the same thing, right? That she'll say, okay, we need to build X, Y, and Z. And the reason I like Terraria, not calling it Terraria, Terraria, it's not Terraria. Um, I'm More sorry. than I've liked me- uh, Minecraft um, is because it has RPG elements. Minecraft is just like a big old box of Legos. And I love Legos. I build Lego kits all the time. Love Legos. But there's something about Minecraft that just does not click for me. But with Terraria, because there are these RPG elements and there are quests, which is interesting because it is the it is the tedium of the folks like Tanya said sitting around in their in their little rooms because they don't have their own house. They got a room in your house and they call it a house. Um, but they sitting around in their little house waiting for you to do things or waiting for you to have enough money to buy things from them or you know waiting to sell you things or what have you. That you have to then go out and to do these things. Um, but it is that that element of of questing. That keeps me going in those things, but it's also that element of questing that has my kid going. Okay, so all of our rooms are full, but we don't have the we don't have the magic seller yet, or we don't have the uh, the demolitionist yet, or we don't. So we need to make our house bigger, and we need to we need to satisfy X requirements in order to get these people in our house, right? Because she watches Stampy Cat play fucking Terraria whenever she can. So she knows what's needed to do these things. And she's like, but I have to go to bed because it's 730. So can you get that done by the time I wake up in the morning? (laughs) (laughs) But it is that thing, right, that kind of keeps going because it gives you a goal at the same time. Well, I think for me it's different. And that 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 raises a question for me. And this is where I want to ask Tanya about Dragon Age. She's played it seven times. Clearly something (laughs) keeps her gathering that shit. 
Well, that's all, that's only Inquisition. Oh, yeah, but <laughs> but for everybody, is there a game where you just don't mind, no matter how repetitive it is? Maybe you don't play it all the time, but when you do play it, there is that zen feeling for you. For me, I, I'm gonna confess, and I don't play it that often. But about once every two years, I go on a three-month binge of The Sims, and I will download <laughs> every. My answer. I, Yep. Well, we can talk about it together. I will download every fucking mod, created thing, everything that will run on my computer. But even though I'll do that, I'll download thousands of things. I will essentially build the same neighborhood over and over and over because I find my favorite things, mm -hmm. and I'll just keep building. I don't play the game. I hate the game. I hate The Sims, but I will build. I So we already talked about this, about using games, or using like tedium in games as a way to you know, kind of chill out and like zen out and meditate and everything. And I, I do that with Minecraft. Usually, my boyfriend and I will play it, you know, just to chill out. But we'll do, we'll make our own adventures and build our own things. Um, there is one game. Well, actually, no. There's a couple of games that I would do that for. To answer your question, Alicia, um, it is Final Fantasy seven, VII, eight, and nine. <laughs> I will do those friggin' random battles. And I'll do every single one so I can level up and I can be able to, to go through with the story and the quests. And um, and I think it's because they were just so awesome. They were just so well done, the, the stories, the music. and um, But, I mean, I hated, <laughs> I hated the random battles and I, I hated doing them. But at the same time, I just kept, you know, I just kept going. Mm -hmm. I don't know. <laughs> it was annoying as shit. I just wanted to get to the other side of the map and not run into a thing every two seconds. But. Yeah, random battles are, are no fun. But for me, it's The Sims. But So I will never, ever get an architecture degree in my life, but I enjoy <laughs> building things in The Sims. Mm -hmm. You know, I just... Because I, I try to, like, do stuff that... You know, this is the most structurally unsound shit ever. If <laughs> anyone really built this, it would fall down and kill somebody. But I just, I like doing it. Because, you know, like, I actually would play with those vector programs to kind of map out houses. My husband I enjoy does doing that. it. Because um, yeah. there was actually a, a planning tool somebody put out. And, okay, feel free to laugh at me. But I actually kind of <laughs> planned out characters' houses in a fic I was writing because I had written this, like, really detailed No, that can be house. really helpful. I'm for that. Mm-hmm. Well, I felt kind of silly doing it because I figured nobody but me cares. You know what? Uh, you need to meet. You need to meet my kid because okay. <laughs> she, she does. The, I mean, I'm not saying you're a kid, but no, she does. She does the same thing because she really gets involved in games when she plays a game. Like she'll start a game, and then she'll go and she'll make all her friends, including Alicia's son. <laughs> She's like, she'll, I don't care if you're not playing it, but we're going we're gonna to LARP this shit. I don't care what you yeah. think. And he's just like, okay, because he's in love. Um, <laughs> and so she makes all her friends like LARP the game she's playing, and then she wants to do kind of all kinds of crafts around it, so she's building stuff in Legos. She wants me to sew stuff or knit stuff or make costumes for... Um, so she wants to do all these things, and then because she is very artistic, she gets out her little sketchbook, and she draws all the characters in all their various costumes, and then she starts to, if it's a get, like, like in Terraria, she starts to draw what she wants structures that she wants to build to look like. 
kind of okay. very specifically what materials she wants to use, who she wants where, what she wants in those rooms. Yeah. It's it's I'm like, really? I'm like, you're gonna be scary nerd kid is what the hell she's gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> well, see and that's why they're meant to be together because my son is they typically have Terry and, and, and Jack will have like seven different worlds in any game they're playing together going at once and they're drawing stuff out planning and plotting and thinking and mm -hmm. it's not tedium to them that's like that's their their excitement that's the best part of their day I'm like oh, I'm so over it stop <laughs> but I, I feel like your question sort of goes back to what you were asking in the beginning is like what is tedium because if you're asking yeah. what are we willing to do that's tedious that is also zen then it's also not tedious mm -hmm. right? that's the so thing it's like a it's like a weird it, it, by definition, the goalposts are constantly moving on this question. Right. Well, so yeah, like, like to to answer the question of what what game do I go to that's tedious? I, I have to go back to Dead Rising, but it's not tedious. It's just, but I'll go in there not to play the story again because I already know what what happens. But usually, I care only about the narrative. I don't care about things like achievements. But sometimes mm. I'll just I'll just go in there and, and try to kill all the zombies because you get achievements for killing like oh, a thousand. Oh man. In the tunnels, driving yes, in circles driving. in the tunnels. <laughs> but that's the not best. tedious. It's just the best, right? Well, see, and that's why that's really we're getting back to why I thought of this topic is because I mean, obviously, I am playing in approximately my one thousandth hour of State of Decay. <laughs> but I'm not playing the story mode. I'm not playing the exciting version of Lifeline. I'm playing Breakdown, in which I am literally repeating the same map, doing the same shit, often in the same place, mm -hmm. over and over <laughs> and over again. You want to talk about seven playthroughs? At this point, I probably have about 37 playthroughs, and yet I'm still doing it, and it's still exciting, and I love it, and I don't, I don't know if I'll ever get tired of it, but it's so weird because in any other game, I would be like, fuck this. Yeah, this is why I can't get rid of my 360, because that game is only on that console. And the and yeah. the the, the new Dead Rising for for Xbox One was nowhere near as good. Mm. No, and the, the problem is, even if they pull out ever, which I don't think they're going to at this point, but even if they do, at one point decide, hey, we're going to put Dead Rising on Steam or whatever, that still wouldn't work because then I would lose all my my power. Right. All my mm. power. We're getting some really up. great comments on Twitter. Um, Somebody talked about grinding in JRPGs, which kind of gets back to what Ashley was talking about. Um, that, to me, gets old really fast. Um, I, I definitely reach a, a threshold of, I can't do that anymore. But some people love that shit, grinding and grinding and grinding and killing and leveling. Um, and, I, I, you know, more power to them, but I am not the one. What do you all think? I, know I love Ashley apparently is a big fan. Yeah, I I also don't. I mean, I've talked before on other podcasts that um, of my this is gonna sound horrible. My dislike of gaming with other people <laughs> or people that strangers that I don't I don't know particularly well. I guess I right. should say um, I it pulls way. it pulls me out of the immersion, and I feel like um, it, grinding does the same for me. It's just it's just repetitive. It's just I don't know. I mean, I can't get into it if I'm just doing the same thing over and over again. Um, for the sake of leveling, and I'm like, okay, but, but why? Mm -hmm. You know, I, it's just yeah, not for, for me. me. It was a, oh, sorry. No, go yeah, ahead. For me, it was, it was that damn golden Chocobo in Final Fantasy. VII. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Can I just tell you guys this is off topic, but the second time I was, no, the first time I was playing through Final Fantasy VII way back in the day, I had this epic playthrough, and I had worked so hard on that, and I had spent hours and hours and days and weeks, and my game froze. Oh. And it corrupted the file. That's the worst. That happened to me. My memory card got mm -hmm. in the, in the uh, ended up getting washed. Right. In my pants. It was in my pants, and I was like... God damn it! I was like more than. Why was your memory card in your pants? <laughs> because I was twelve and it, I you was know what? Because sometimes shit happens and your memory yeah. gets, your memory card gets washed. Well, I used okay. to bring it to my friend's house. Like that's how you would you would bring games around and or you know your saved files. And um, I got maybe I was on the fourth disc I think of Final Fantasy Nine. Oh, the fourth disc. Those mm. games are so. <laughs> long. Yes. And my mom's like, I found your memory card in your pocket. And, 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 oh. and I was like, oh. Did you guys ever play way back in the day for PlayStation or PlayStation 2? I don't remember which one. I'd have to look and I've had too much wine. Monster Rancher and Monster Rancher 2 where you could put in the CDs and you would get unique <laughs> monsters. Do you know how much time I spent just loading in CDs? Over CDs. Over? Literally the repeat, the repetition of the same physical action. I'm going to yeah. put the CD in and get the, see what I get. I'll put this CD and see what I get. I did that. I did that shit so much that I quit college. <laughs> oh. That, I, I, I will. I will lay that shit. I will lay the blame at Monster Rancher Two and weed. <laughs> I don't think it was just Monster Rancher Two. <laughs> love JRPGs and I love the grinding in JRPGs. I know it's weird but it, there's something about it, right? When you come to a boss that you know you can't beat at the level that you are so you go back into a dungeon, a desert a forest that you've already been into and you know the monsters well and you just go in there and you just kill the shit out of stuff. I will put on headphones and put on music that is set to a cadence that is proper for the for the button mashing that I needed to do and just veg the fuck out until I level it, level up enough to go back and do what I need to do. I find that shit just like the perfect sweet spot in JRPGs. Can't help it. So My phone does not like me confessing things. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Especially weed and monster. <laughs> My phone was like, "Nah, girl." <laughs> I was like, "No, we're just gonna mute you real quick, so you can't you can't tell on yourself." Oh, you tell, before you tell any more shit, right? <laughs> Uh, these tweets are awesome because since my since my computer want, didn't want to act right, I'm like catching up on Twitter. I know it's commentary. Uh, yeah. Somebody said um, Saints Row Four that was space nettle and jumping around the city with her powers with their powers. I'm sorry, I should not assume gender. Forgive me. Um, listening to the radio station and collecting code clusters. Oh. Yeah. And then somebody else brought up racing games too. Who was yes. that? That was Celtic Steel. Yeah, I think yeah. so. And racing games have never really done it for me, but I remember playing until my thumbs fell off. Like, I don't have thumbs anymore. Um, I think Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. Mm. For years. Oh, God. Years of content. And it That's... had to get tedious at some point, but I didn't care. Huh. Yeah, no. Someone brought up running cargo back and forth in Elite Dangerous. Yeah. 
I've never actually played it. So I haven't I either. Interesting. And then all oh, collectibles. Collectibles in any game. If it, Where's if Sarah? If the collectibles make sense, right? Dead bodies. Um. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, that escalated um, quickly. <laughs> so Alex brought up uh, collectibles in, in Assassin's Creed, but the 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 collectibles have to make sense, right? There's sometimes there are collectibles that make no sense, and I don't want shit to do with them. Like my biggest pet peeve, fucking thermoses in Alan Wake. <laughs> <laughs> I was so mad. What is it in Alan Wake? Thermoses, right? Because you're a writer. Oh my god, I forgot about those. The thermoses, that shit made me so. I'm like, I'm not collecting a one fucking thermos. I'm not doing it because it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I mean, was he cold? Was there soup in the thermos? Because I totally <laughs> forgot about that. I guess all writers got to drink lots of coffee, so so you know you got to collect thermoses. <laughs> I was like, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> I forgot about it that. wasn't even useful. Like the batteries for your uh, flashlight or nothing. Nope. nope. It was. It, and that would have made perfect sense, right? Because you had that yeah. stupid ass flashlight where the battery was always going <laughs> But no thermoses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great game, though. I'm, I'm really iffy on any kind of like achievement or collectible. It really depends, again, on how I feel about the game. If I'm invested, I'm like, I will get all the things. <laughs> I'm really frustrated right now, Undead Labs guys. Hello, because I can't unlock about half the achievements in uh, Year One um, Survival Edition because I already have, I've already done that stuff in my save games. So it doesn't track it anymore, and I'm like, son of a bitch, my gamer score should be so much higher. <laughs> I'm pretty pissed off. Well, say, I was gonna say the same thing happened in one and two for you. So, man, I love that game. God, but it's so damn buggy, mm, y'all. It's a testament <laughs> to how much I love that shit because I put up with it. <laughs> So I'm sorry, I, 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 I'm a derailer right now because I, I finished my wine, so <laughs> you don't oh, need to, I don't need to rain me in. i the big water bottle. Bottle. <laughs> a big old bottle. Big and old for bottle. future reference, for those who want to know, if you have a Trenta cup from Starbucks, a regular size bottle of wine fits in that cup, just so you know. Oh my God! Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> Not that I, I got do a... this kind of thing, but yeah. We, okay, we're, so I got a trench cup science. on my desk at work. <laughs> and and now you know, thanks to science. 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 Mm-hmm. We're all educators. We're professionals. Take our oh. word for it. <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> <laughs> As we go into our second hour of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and, and here's where, at this point, I want to ask if anybody has anything that they feel like is a little off the wall or, or weird um, <laughs> to bring Besides into me. this. <laughs> oh, no, we love you. Um, when and at the end, we have a special announcement, a sort of announcement, uh, a mention. Um, it's it's a it's a announcement in progress. Right. It's a, we're thinking about some shit. Um, but, uh... You know, Ashley, we haven't heard that much from you. Um, um, well, I'm double jointed in my sum. <laughs> <laughs> that could be that could be uh, helpful play for with it over and over. So here's my question: What about 
especially since since Tanya was talking about replaying games, what about replays? I mean, it, it, if we're talking about technical definitions of tedium, a replay without a lot of difference is, part of the definition, tedious. It's a repetition of something we've already performed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it's just, it's so relaxing to not have the tension of wondering what will happen next. Maybe idly curious about what if I do this thing differently, but mostly you're just replaying a thing. And, you know, because you love it. I can, I can do that with... Um, Skyrim because no two experiences are the same for me. Like I can, I don't know, the, the world, it's just such an open world that I, I can do whatever. <laughs> so I can play like a completely different character and I don't know. I don't mind going through and, and you know, playing Skyrim again as a different character. Hmm. You know what's interesting? Nobody has mentioned non kind of Triple A title, big games. Well, we talked about Don't Starve. Well, Don't Starve, but know, I mean, huge. like, I mean, like games like Bejeweled. Oh shit! No, I don't play. Not that. Bejeweled, but motherfucking Puzzle Quest. Oh my god! <laughs> See, I, I'm, Bejeweled, I'm pretty sure I lost like six months of my life to Puzzle Quest. Well, yeah. Well, Bejeweled was one of those games. Bejeweled was like the game that I used to, when P was first born. That would be the game that I would play when I would sit up with her at night um, because because of the music. And I thought about it when Tanya mentioned the music, or maybe it was on Twitter because all my mer my worlds are merging. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> but the music, right? So the music was calming to her, but just the kind of repetitive motion was calming to me and kept me from going crazy with, you know, rocking a baby all night long. Um, but, and then the, the interesting thing about it, like weird things, is once I would go to sleep, I would dream about the patterns, and the only thing I would see at, in my dream would be, like, the screen of Bejeweled, and I would see the jewels moving. And wow. Yeah, it was weird. It was really dreadful. That's what sleep deprivation will do for you. Um, <laughs> when you finally go to sleep, you dream some weird shit. But yeah, so I mean, games like that are definitely tedious and meant to be calming. So, I don't know. For me, it, it I I will always replay Dragon Age Origins because there's you know eight different ways it could it could play out. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You know, and and the dialogue makes a difference based on who you're playing. Um, and mm -hmm. more for for Inquisition because. Even though I know that there's set paths, there's still different ways I could play out the character. Because so actually, I wrote about the value of replay on my on my Bioware blog. Not that I work for Bioware; it's my kind of critique blog um, about how your knowledge affects that playthrough or that replay. Yeah. Because yeah. that first playthrough, I was sitting there like, I don't know what's going on. What if I fuck up? You know, <laughs> what if I destroy the world? <laughs> But then once I played through the game, I'm like, okay, I can do this again. But that player knowledge was always in the back of like, well, I made this decision the first time. Let's see what happens the next time. So it's also that curiosity of does a, does a decision made differently the next time around, does that affect you? Yeah. I think it does. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, because Charlotte brought up Dead Rising and I'm saying that, you know, 
This is something that I run into in a lot of games, Mass Effect being one of them, the Fallout games being another one. I cannot play as a bad guy. I don't know, it's just something in me. I've talked about this before on podcasts. I just can't do it, and I'll try. I'll make a character I'll be like, this is going to be my evil character. And about three <laughs> hours into it, I'm like, I can't just shoot this guy for no reason. He you need to hang out with me. I just can't do it. I don't know why. So I'll try to do that. I'll try to like inform my gameplay. Like it's not that big a deal if I just shoot this random dude or punch him or whatever. But um, I don't know. There's just certain there's certain decisions I can't seem to make, and I end up then doing things essentially the same way. Um, but it's still informed in the in the same way. So I'm not reacting. I'm not having like the physical tension and anxiety of of the first playthrough where you're like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. I think it's really fascinating to explore the different ways that we interact with and react to replays and the repetitive actions of a lot of games, which is why I wanted us to discuss this topic. Yeah, I, I played a total asshole hawk with Dragon Age 2. <laughs> oh, he... So, you know, any, any of my friends are listening have seen me talk about this dude, but he's a, he's a mage that hates being a mage. He's self-hating. And I made intentional decisions knowing that he was going to do things like side with the Templars. Even though he's a mage and kill Anders and piss off everybody. And it was actually really cathartic. Because I can't be an asshole like that in real life. So, I mean, for me it was okay. a cathartic thing. Because there's a limit to how much of an asshole I can be in the real world without consequences. That's, maybe that's, I don't know, I'm, I'm pretty much an asshole. So maybe that's... <laughs> <laughs> and and it, it is because I am the sweetest person in, on the planet in real life. Oh, fucker, you are I'm not. I'm too sweet. I'm too sweet. That I can be an asshole in all the games. I'm going to give Tanya a pass on this shit because she's our guest and we like her, but I ain't giving you no pass. <laughs> I know we're oh, you can You can talk shit about me. I don't care. (laughs) No, we want you to come back someday. (laughs) Well, I will come back. It's like it's like you got me on Google now. I'm just gonna be like, hey, what you doing? I won't be on the show. (laughs) Cool. I like this turn because this makes me a nice person. (laughs) (laughs) It's not that I kill everybody off in Dead Rising because I'm an asshole. Because I mean, I'm not judging you per se. (laughs) They just can't keep up, Alicia. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) But I don't know. I mean, some of them are being sexually abused, and they need to be saved. Oh, there you go. There you go. Well, that's always, I think, where I'm going to go. I'm not really sure. The problem is, they still can't keep up. So. But they're still just so slow, you guys. They're so slow. I mean, it's like, that's tedious. Are you kidding me? It is. It's true. Um, yeah, I don't know. So, anything else that we need to bring up? Because I think we've had a really good discussion on this, but I don't want the discussion itself to get tedious. No. <laughs> that's some meta shit right there. Right. I think we're good. I think that's uh, a good way to end up, a good note to end on. All right. Well, except for our kind of um, in progress. Right. We have a couple. We have a couple of announcements. Yes. Hang out for yes. just a second, Tanya. Just hold, I'm not hold going your anywhere. roll. Slow your roll. Um, the first <laughs> announcement is that right now, at this very moment, I am about to update 
our Patreon. Um, we're changing some things around a little bit. You know, it's a learning process for us. We've never done this kind of thing before. Uh, we're changing some of our levels and our ideas and rewards. And we're going to do, for $7 subscribers, a special extra subscriber-only podcast um, monthly. <laughs> Thank you. Extra. <laughs> Sam's like, oh, shit. It's an extra thing. And for special VIP subscribers, you might, you can have a chance to get on the podcast with us, the special podcast. Um, so keep an eye out for that. We're going to put something up on the site in a little while. I'm about to pull the trigger on it, but I haven't quite finished yet. You know, I mean, I've been too busy drinking wine and talking, and I'm trying to not to typo all over it. Um, I was going to say, nobody, don't read it too closely. <laughs> kind of drunk, nobody so wants to get any money if we're full of typos. So that is happening. That's thing one. Thing two is that we're working on something here with Tanya. And you guys should pay very close attention to things in the coming weeks. Yep. Yeah. Does anybody, does anybody want to add to that teaser? <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, how much more are we going to tease? <laughs> well, you know, sometimes you got to move the strap a little bit, you know, show a little skin. Um, <laughs> it's I love be... that analogy. <laughs> I'm a writer. I'm a writer. I'm an MFA. Um, it's going to be exciting, and you will want to pay attention to this yeah, shit will. that we are cooking up. Because we're always cooking up some shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And outside of that, I think we are on to deals for broadcast gamers. Humble Bundle. Awesome. I think this is the first time they've done a console stuff, but it's uh, Nintendo yeah. for 3DS and Wii U. Um, I know they have SteamWorld Dig. I forget what the rest of them were. <laughs> um, I just pulled it up because I get the Humble Bundle email. Yes, Ali Ali. Yeah. Um, Guacamelee. Switch Force. Yep. Yep. What's funny is Guacamelee is free on PS10 this this month for PS4. But see, now you can play it on your what? It's Wii U and uh, 3DS. No, not yeah. all for both, but right. Yeah. It's it specifies which ones. Yeah, so Guacamelee is only on Wii U, and then they have Whoa Dave on 3DS, Mighty Switch Force on 3DS, Stealth um, Two, a clone in the or this is a game in the clones, not a clone in the dark. For Wii U, Steam World Dig is for both. The Fall is for Wii U. Ollie Ollie is for both, and Moon Chronicles is for 3DS. But there's more coming soon. I can't wait. Yeah, and for like ten yeah. bucks, it's like ten bucks to get everything. Ten bucks, you get all those games plus anything they add to the package later. And I've right. played most of those games on other consoles, but none on the Wii U and the 3DS. And, and most of them are really good games. I have my issues with some of them, but I'm not going to go into that because we ain't got time for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but So, yeah, no, I totally um, I totally think that's the good one to pick up. And uh, yeah. for those who forgot, Splatoon comes out tomorrow, so if you got a Wii U, you need to be like on your way to the store to pick <laughs> up Splatoon and some, and some Splatoon Amiibos. Uh, amiibo, because Amiibo is cool. Oh, let's um, not start talking about Amiibo. We'll be here for three days. So, yeah. Mm. You can be here for three days. i got to go to work tomorrow. I, right? <laughs> I got shit to do. Not but I know, know why we just fucking fried on Friday. Right. <laughs> mm. All right. I got it. 
I think that covers it all, right? Yeah. Not like we don't Oops. do the same podcast. Not like this is an episode 102 and we haven't had the same format. All right. So <laughs> thanks so much to Tanya to pass for joining us tonight. Yay! It was a good ass. Hey. At least we didn't run you off that she didn't mysteriously disconnect in the middle and never come back. I know. I was a little concerned. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> no, that was just technology turning on me. Like, <laughs> well, you know, that sometimes happened. we're assholes, so I'm yeah, surprised that nobody has, like, fled us in fear. We get a little raunchy sometimes. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. You think that's going to scare me off? <laughs> that means you I know, just want to hang out with y'all more. Everybody has a limit when it comes to tedium and assholery. <laughs> and raunchiness in general. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and me, honestly. Everyone has a limit when it comes to me. So yeah, that's you. Yeah, that's thank, you. thank you for hanging in there. Shut up. I'm usually, I'm usually very sweet, but I, I did cuss a little. <laughs> oh, I cuss a lot. This is, this is nothing. That's what we I do couple, here. I got a couple <laughs> drinks in me because I like the fact that I can be myself. Because like, oh yeah, you know, sometimes people are like don't cuss. Like, oh, <laughs> oh no, no, no. We, we told you when you came on, cussing yeah. and drinking are requirements on this podcast. Well, no, we're not gonna make people drink. We that's right. We, we don't just make, encourage. We strongly. Oh yeah, right. We, we don't make people in, drink. They just believe in peer water. pressure. They move um, from water to jack. If you, yeah. if you, yeah, if you need to say something really shitty that you wouldn't say in other situations, this is a good place for it. Whatever. We're only live to the entire internet. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and then well, it's this will be preserved forever. Yeah, and then it'll be on, on it. the web. It'll be on the site next Tuesday, right? No, no it'll, it'll be on the site tomorrow. Oh damn. Sam gets to stay up all night editing on Thursday. I'm going to be here with Sam. Sam's fine. (laughs) It's my anniversary. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm giving it to you. I might as well be married to you, Sam. (sighs) You can be my work wife. (laughs) (laughs) I think we already are. Oh my God. <laughs> we have a topic. Were we doing something? What's going on? I think we were trying to wrap we're, up. We're right up flushed. So, okay. So, like I said, thanks to Tanya for joining us tonight. <laughs> and thanks for all who are listening live or in the aftermath. You're the lucky ones because you get to fast forward to some of this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and, um, until so like oh blah, blah. <laughs> we love you we love you and contact us in all the ways that there are to contact us via facebook email the the website where you can get wonderful daily pithy posts of very smart women saying extremely smart fucking shit which has um, a new url which has well it's not it's the same url it just shows up all the time now shut up nymgamer.com um, uh, and there's always Twitter. You can follow us on Twitter, which um, is most of the time at this point, especially now, um, Alicia. Um, and and then I just harass her from my own private account. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all those fun things. My uh, argumentative ass. Yeah, she's the one that's always like taking on Gamergate head on and fighting shit. Um, but all those wonderful things. And until next time, folks, when you join us for episode 103. Stay cool, stay dry, especially for you in fucking Texas. <laughs> and as always, my friends, <laughs> game on. Game, game on. on.